Father in heaven, we bless you once again. Amen. We are grateful to you for being our God, for loving us and caring about us so much. Thank you for life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for preservation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making it possible to be connected again tonight. Thank you, Lord. We return the glory to you. Amen. And therefore, Holy Spirit, divine, you are our teacher. Yes. For Jesus said he will teach us all things. Mm -hmm. We submit and embrace your ministry of teaching tonight. Amen. Open the eyes of our understanding. Amen. We receive Ephesians 1, 17. To 19 for each one connected tonight. Amen. And for those that will watch this broadcast or listen to the podcast and in the nearest future, Father, that they will hear your voice Amen. even more than our voices. Amen. To you alone be the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, what have we been doing? We are back in the book of uh, Romans, the letter of Paul to the Romans. One of the 13 epistles that the man of God was able, by the help and the grace of God, to write to the body of Christ. Um, this is a book that has uh, 16 chapters. Yes. Uh, so, and, uh, so you can see that uh, we are going to enjoy studying <laughs> the book. Uh, if it has taken us this long with chapter 1, and um, there is no hurry. We are Jesus is not coming tomorrow. Uh -huh. uh, and if he comes tomorrow, it's all good. We go Amen. and finish our class in heaven. <laughs> but hey, we still have assignment to do. Amen. Amen. So what have we learned? We know about the book that the author remains Apostle Paul. The the time, probable time that it was written, AD fifty seven uh, 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 to uh, fifty eight. That's some 20, 30 years after the death of Christ. Uh, the letter was written in um, Corinth, mm -hmm. sent through uh, Deaconess Phoebe mm -hmm. uh, to the believers in Rome. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And the purpose, we identify three purposes of Paul penning this letter to the Romans. We said one, the first one is that the... Uh, he wants to address the revelation of Jesus as the Son of God and uh, talk about the liberating power that's in the gospel. He said it is the power of God, the gospel. So there is liberating power in the gospel. And secondly, uh, he wrote to communicate that the grace and the glory of God are wrapped up in the gospel. You talk When you are talking about God, you are talking about his grace, we are talking about his glory, his magnificence, his uh, awesomeness. They are all wrapped up in the gospel. This gospel of Jesus, this gospel of God, this gospel of grace, this gospel of the New Testament. And thirdly, Paul explained in this letter the love of God towards us and what our, our response to his love should be. God extended Jesus' coming. To die on the cross was an act of love from the father to his beloved children. And he is, God is working by faith that when we understand how much he loves us, we will respond at, uh, accordingly. And that's why a number of us are Christians today and many more will still come and join us. Mm. Because it is the love of God that draws people. Mm. And so those are the three major purposes 
that uh, we have identified, there could be more. But those three are good enough in this Bible study. Yes, Amen. Yes, yes. You know, we can't treat everything in, at one sitting. So, where are we in chapter 1? In chapter 1, we have looked at various things. Uh, the, the, the issue of bond servanthood or the slave of Jesus. How Paul and the early Christian leaders bonded themselves as an act of their will to do Jesus' will. They ran with his agenda. Just the same way Jesus put aside his own will. Because he said, I have not come to do my will, but the will of the Father. He took on the will of the Father. He ran for 33 and a half years with the will of the Father. And he's been in heaven since then. He's still carrying out the will of the Father. So Paul made himself a bond servant. The word that was used, the Greek word, signifies slavery. A slave of Jesus. And we know that simply means Paul will not sleep until the master tells him to sleep. He will not eat until Jesus tells him to sleep and uh, to eat. And that was why it took him a long time to get to the believers in Rome. Because the master will not let him just go straight to Rome. He kept sending him to other places. And eventually, he sent him to Rome in the way the master planned it. He, he, he got to Rome in chains. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, that we spoke about submitting to the will of God. And uh, the, some other thing that we looked at was um, uh, uh, the issue of grace. Grace and peace from God. Uh, uh, the, uh, because he spoke about how the fate of the Romans is being talked about and said he was impressed and he commended them for it. Then he spoke about maximizing the grace of God, that they shouldn't stop there, they should keep on doing what they are doing uh, because he talked about in verses 8 to 15, he talks about sharing of their faith, he spoke about uh, praying continuously for them. Uh-huh. And uh, we looked at the kind of prayer Paul was praying uh, then it, it spoke about the plan and the timing of God. That knowing the plan of God is not enough. Mm. Because he was telling them the plan of God was for him to get to Rome. Mm. But the timing was left to God. He said in, in God's timing, he was waiting for the perfect timing. And why, does, why was he desiring to go? We spoke about spiritual empowerment. About, he said he, that he longs to see them, that he may impart to them some spiritual gifts. And then we look at what are the spiritual gifts that Paul was talking about. That took us to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we look at those nine gifts. Gifts are, are, are found on the branches. They are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is the, what we talked about, the gift of Christ to the church. Those are the fivefold ministries. And then the gift of the Spirit are the nine gifts. Or nine, nine, nine gifts. And then the, 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 the character building. In each believer, that's the fruit of the spirit. And what God does in us, that's Galatians. Thank you. So then we spoke about, um, we took time to talk about the obligation of law. Paul said, the love of God compels. That's verse 14. Uh, Now, if I receive the love of God, it's going to put a demand on me to minister the same love to people. Paul cared about and he encouraged the Roman believers to share the love of God with each other. There are people that will be unlovable, but they still need Christ too. Mm. And the only Christ they will see and come across are the Christians. Mm. Because we are the body of Christ. Mm. So we must look beyond what is convenient, what 
uh, I feel and minister, let the love of God that is has been shared abroad in our flow to people mm -hmm. so that they can uh, have a, a, a fulfilled life and change their behavior. Then we move on to verses 16 to 17, which are our favorite scripture. Mm -hmm. Paul speaking here, he said, for he was not ashamed of the gospel. And we spoke about, are we ashamed to call ourselves to identify with Christ? Even in this unpopular generation, uh, they don't want to have anything to do with God. But we are the people that believe in him. Uh, we are the East body. So we are not ashamed of talking about what he did for us. The, what he has provided. Why? Because the gospel is the power of God. And in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So we spoke about salvation, mm -hmm. the big word. What does salvation means and entails? Uh, you took some time to explain that it's an all-encompassing word. We spoke about righteousness and that we have a right standing with God, not because we have been good, uh, but because Jesus has been good. And we should take his stand upon what he has procured for us. And then we move on to verses 18 to 32. We are, that was where we were last week. Talking about the wrath of God. Talking about the willfulness of rejecting the knowledge of God. That there are a group of people, they know God. The creation talks about God. But people, a group of people just decide to disdain God, to ignore, to think little of him. And then today we are going to just take that again. Look, today we focus more on the consequences of such a choice. Mm -hmm. We always say friendship is by choice. But relationship with God is what everybody needs. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging God as God is a requirement to, for eternity. Mm -hmm. But while I'm here, I can choose to ignore God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody said about uh, the time that uh, those Americans and Russians landed on the moon. He said, oh, I don't know whether it's Yuri Gagarino that said, uh, we got to the moon, we didn't see God. <laughs> and somebody said, well, remove your if we remove his space suit, <laughs> he will have seen God. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> or his oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> because everything looks good, everything mm. is working fine. Mm. We think God is a myth. But the day problem land, even atheists, when they say a plane is going to crash, Jesus. they say, Jesus, oh my God. <laughs> Everybody knows there is God then. Uh, but we don't have to wait till calamity strike. Mm. We, it's a choice to acknowledge God as God. Don't let me preach what we are going to study. Just help us with what we are reading tonight, and then we'll, we'll take it off from there. Amen. You are going to enjoy it. It's going to change your perspective. And it's going to impact your life forever. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading verses 16 to 32 today. And then we'll uh, see how far we can go. One of the objectives that we come up with when we come here is at least something resonates with each and every one of us at a particular time. So if it's only one thing that, you know, you can hold on to, hold on to that thing. Uh, the most important thing is let that thing change you because the word of God is an agent of change. Let it change you. Obey that one thing and you are good to go. You don't have to catch the whole of one hour, but if it's only one item, may God help us in take Jesus' home. name. That's the cause that take, take away. Home. Yes, yeah. the take away. 
Now, I'm going to read from the New International Version. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith, first from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they think, they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I was busy writing because... Um, All right, let's yeah, hear it. This closing out is uh, at times talking about Romans chapter 1. Is the one of the most unpopular chapters in the Bible to talk about in uh, in our so-called world now, because people get easily offended. They think what the word of God is the word of God. The Bible is clear that what is written is written. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's look at verse. Let's pick it up from verse twenty-one, uh, and I want you to know. Uh, dear brother and sister, that this, what we are talking about, they are not Pastor Yemi's view, they are not Pastor Dio's view. 
This is God's opinion. And we are just siding with God. What we individually think is irrelevant. What God said is what is important. This is the record of God's thinking. And I will do well. You will do well. If you receive it as the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. So this, what we are talking about now, please hear me, is the truth. And let's submit to the truth. Verse 20, 21 says, for although they knew God. So the question of uh, uh, not knowing God, I've never had anybody preach Jesus to me, does not arise here. Mm. They knew God, but they neither glorified him as God, nor give thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I like that in the Living Bible. Let's read that same verse in the Living Bible. The, the Living Bible says, yes, they knew about him all right. If they don't know, God will not say he has shown them, he has spoken to them, he has revealed himself to them. But they wouldn't admit it. Knowing something is one thing. Admitting it is another thing. They wouldn't admit it or worship him or even thank him for all his daily care. Hmm. The rain, the sun, they, they are going out, coming in, that they got a good job, that they can remember their names. Some of them are heads of organization. They, will, they think they got this thing by themselves. They will not say thank you to him for all his daily care. After a while, they began to think of silly ideas of what God was like and what he wanted them to do. Hmm. They think it up. The result was that their foolish mind became dark and confused. What a sorry state to be. And we see that in our world. So what are we talking about here? A willful act of rejecting God. They made a choice. They made a choice. So, I need to search myself. Am I thinking in line with the word of God? With the revelation of the truth that I have received? Are you thinking in line with the revelation of the truth of God's word that you have received? Or you are, yeah, I know the, how many times people have said to me, I know the Bible said that, but... They put their butt and push the word of God aside. And the moment they do that, they remove the God factor from their life. And the moment they do that, they enter into this place of darkness and confusion. Mm. You remember with uh, uh, Judas, mm. Jesus kept talking to him, kept talking to him. And finally, Jesus said, what is in your heart? Go and do it. And the Bible said, Satan entered him. That is what darkness and confusion means. When that person becomes completely given over, God hands off. What has been, and when I was reading that, I said, okay, so it was Christ that has been preventing Satan from from entering and fully taking over Judas. But because Judas has had in his heart, even when Jesus told it in front of others that he was the one who was going to betray him, mm. that did not make him to have a rethink. He was still adamant. 
So, because God has given us willpower, Jesus told him, well, you want to do it? Go ahead. Mm. And that was when Satan, he entered into this place that the Bible called, in verse 21, in the Living Bible, dark and confused state. Mm. And we know how Judas ended. He committed suicide. He hung himself. So, this is uh, practical Christianity. What has God been saying to you? What has he been saying to me that I've been putting butt after? Mm. I need to give in to the world. And I think we mentioned this last week mm. too, that, you know, um, for the most part, this is talking about those who have decided that they will not well, follow God. Yeah. They have chosen not to follow God. And I think we mentioned yeah, the last time too that to we can relate with it. Yeah. We don't say there is no God. Mm -hmm. We worship God. We, we, we praise him. We, 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 uh, we acknowledge him. But like you said, there are some parts of our lives yeah. that we have decided to hold on to. Yeah. And decided that, we, yes. And, uh, and at the end of the day, the result will be foolishness, mm. it will be confusion, and there will be darkness. Mm. Because when, where the, we have refused to allow the light of God to shine into, the darkness of the devil is rising up, is rising up in that situation. Mm. So it could be something as simple as even our, our health or, or our children. Yeah. Ah, no, 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 you can't touch this one. Yeah. This one, you can't. No, no, no. This, you know, you have allowed that child to continue mm, the way that mm, it was going. Mm, mm. You know, not that you, it's something that we do that we, sometimes we are not even conscious mm. that it is bringing darkness into it. You know, we have decided that this area, no, it is so sacred. Mm. It is too big to hand over to God. And there is nothing that could be too big to be handed over to God or to bring the light of God into. So the most, I mean, so like I said, for most of us who are Christians, it's not about yeah. denouncing God. And the problem, that's where the problem is because, oh, but uh, this is not talking about me. I believe there is God. I come to church on Sunday and worship him. But is he really the one controlling every part of my life, like mm, you are saying? Mm. And that's why we are talking to Christians. We are not talking to, uh, we are not, this is not a crusade. This is Bible study. For Christians. So I gotta look at my life. Yes, yes. What area of my life am I refusing to yield the driver's side to the Holy Spirit? Yes. In what area is he trying to get me to make adjustment that I am saying, no, I got this. And the truth is, I really don't got it. It's either he's in charge or I'm gonna have a shipwreck soon. Mm. That is a, that is how we apply this to ourselves. We have made Jesus the Lord of our lives. But uh, is our savior. But are we, how much of, now somebody is saying, okay, it's not the amount of God's power that I can demonstrate. It is how much of his, how much of me, Jesus owns. Mm -hmm. He wants all of me. But how much of me, me, the real me, am I yielding to him? To him. Is he 10%? And I am the one in charge of 90%. Mm. Then Jesus is not my Lord. Is only Lord to 10%. How much of my life is he Lord over? Is the Savior? There is not. I will make heaven. But how much of me is he controlling? How much of my marriage is he controlling? How much of my finances? 
how much of my relationships. All of us need to take a critical assessment of ourselves. I know areas I'm falling short. Like Paul said, I'm not there. I've not attained. And God is going to help me if I am sincere. Uh, I remember what Robert said in those days that he has made more mistakes that people don't know about. Mm -hmm. But he, he, he kept working at it mm -hmm. till he finished his journey. And I, the important thing is to keep working at keep it. Keep working at it. The moment the Holy Spirit opens up an area that we need to deal with, we, we, we submit to him and allow him to help us mm -hmm. to work at mm -hmm. it. And because we are not perfect, you know, until Jesus Christ comes, we are working towards perfection. Mm -hmm. He doesn't expect us to be, the moment we get born again, to be perfect, mm -hmm. but we continue to work towards yeah. perfection. Yeah. And that's the purpose. Paul writing to, I think, Timothy was writing about the word of God. He said the, 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 the gospel, the word of God is for what? Correction. Mm -hmm. He mentioned four things. Mm -hmm. For correction, for reproof, for instruction, and for doctrine, mm -hmm. for teachings. Uh, so that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished for every good work. Mm -hmm. So the word of God will correct. The word of God will reprove. It will instruct and it teaches. Both those four things, you just, I just can't take. Now, people want the teaching. They want the instruction. They don't want the correction because natural human reaction to when somebody said I'm wrong is to become very defensive. And they, but there's no way I can work with God in the world when he says, I'm not paying tight. I should be paying tight. I said, no, no. Somebody said it, 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 it's with, it came with the law. Actually, because of the fact that we always see correction as the as negative, mm. that's why correction is not negative. Correction is actually pointing us to the to right direction. Yes, upgrade. So it depends on our perspective. Most of what that the word of God does, the, out of the four things, I think the only one, is the reproof, is the only one that may not be palatable. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the three, because correction uh, for doctrine, for correction. Uh, for teaching and then for reproof. All this, these three, reproof is just to make sure, reproof means that... Calling you, making you accountable. And make sure that yeah. you are doing it right. Yeah. That's reproof. You That's know, making you sure that you are witnessing, yeah. you are a good witness. Yeah. You know, so none of them is actually wrong. But when we look at from a negative perspective, especially in the area of correction, people look at correction in the negative too much. They're not looking at, they're looking at, okay, uh, they are telling me I'm doing something wrong. But what they correction is... Me. Yes. Yeah, the key word that they said to me is, you are judging me. Mm. A correction is not only about judging, about judgment. Correction is about pointing to the right, right direction. And if we are good children of God, we must always be able to take to correction. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who corrects us. Yeah. You know, it, it could be a small child. It could be an adult. When somebody points out something to us... If they are pointing out that we should follow the right um, the right way. And why is it important that we pay attention to this thing? This in verse eighteen, Paul told us the reason. He said, "For the wrath of God or the anger, the anger of, God of God is revealed from heaven against mindset and acts that comes from that mindset, ungodliness and unrighteousness of men." God's anger is not against men. It's against the mindset, attitude, 
And then the acts that comes from those attitudes. And if we are hardening ourselves against reproof and correction, that means we have a mindset that is refusing the wisdom of God. And then we are aligning ourselves, even though we have been saved. We have been delivered, but we are now enlisting to be under the wrath of God. That's the danger of it. We are indirectly empowering Satan to inflict maximum damage upon our lives. Another thing that we need to be careful of doing is uh, living double life. Because when, when the word of God corrects us, he corrects the totality of our life. Both the life that we spend in the church and the one that we spend outside of the church has to be correct. Correction has to be totally done. Mm -hmm. So if God corrects me today about an, a habit that I have, maybe it's smoking, maybe I smoke, and God, and I hear the word of God that tells me that, well, for you to live long and fulfill your purpose, you must stop smoking. Because it's the temple of God. Because your body is the temple yeah. of God and you are bringing those things, smokes to the, to the temple of God. It won't last. The temple would not last, okay? I, and I find out, okay, I come to church and I hear that. <laughs> and then I go home. <laughs> I'm like, well, pastor uh, is not here to see this today. Uh, and I just take a sniff uh, and I smoke it. Uh, you know, put Tom Tom or uh, whatever it is that they... <laughs> we, yeah, we buy Trevor and Tom Tom. In those. You know, I was laughing because, and I believe somebody needs to hear this tonight. One of the lies of Satan, when I was still smoking, he will say, oh, but what are they saying? So-so and so was smoking too and he lived to be 90 years old. Mm, mm. When I was drinking, and we know, they, even medical science will say you have liver uh, psychosis. Cirrhosis. He will say, oh, but oh, my grandfather was drinking uh, gin mm, and he lived to snaps. be 100. <laughs> that's, that's nothing but deception. Now, look at it now. How many people in their 30s to 40s are dying? From all these kidney problems, liver problems, accidents, on 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 lives just being wasted. But they, when they were doing it, they believe, oh yeah, so so and so live to be hundred. Uh, one of our fathers even told me, elderly person said, oh, he, I was trying to correct him and said, now Jesus said, if you don't treat your wife right. Your prayer will not be answered. And your, one of your prayers is that you see your children's children. I said, are you going to make it? He said, ah, my, 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 my father lived to be 100. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm going to be. I said, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and uh, the man told me, I, I know what I that. You know, they have told him he's going to live long. I see, I'm going to live long. It doesn't matter what I do. Mm. No, 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 no. Paul or uh, the, uh, Peter told us, who is it that desire, desire life? I like may see many days. He said, let him watch his tongues mm -hmm. and watch the content of his heart. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that when the word of God points out certain things that God wants us to correct, we yield and correct it. We follow the word. It may not be convenient, but that is the willingness to obey what God said. And all of us, every day, there will be something that the Holy Spirit will walk in either directly or indirectly through preaching, teaching, or instruction from men and women of God that we must pay attention to. Mm. And keep looking to him 
you may fall, you may fail it two, three times, but you keep working on it. You don't give up. I say, that's just who I am. I used to think before that I can't do anything about anger. It's just in me. I just boil over. And I can break TV. I can do, I've never broken anything, but uh, the thoughts come that I'm gonna just break that thing mm. to prove your point that they are annoying you. Mm. But I, the more the Bible, but the day I saw that anger rests in the bosom of a fool, mm. and I look, are you a fool? So one of the characteristics of a fool is boiling over, uncontrolled, uncontrolled emotional outburst. I said, no, I'm not gonna be a fool. So every time, uh, there is the, 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 the temptation to get unduly angry. The Holy Spirit reminds me, are you a fool? Mm, mm. And that always has been helping me. Uh, I have not been always yielding to it every time, but every time that word, because I, I, I stood before God and said, I'm not going to act like a fool. Mm. I, Holy Spirit, and I learned that from Brother Copeland. Oh, he said he gave the Holy Spirit the permission to interrupt his life mm. every time it's, it's going wrong. And I've seen the Holy Spirit interrupting my life. Every time I'm going to say, the scripture will come, is that you, a fool? Then it's not left to me. Am I going to yield to what the Spirit is saying or just go ahead and give people a piece of my mind? And at the end of the day, I become mindless. <laughs> because you've given all the <laughs> I've decisions. given it all out. So what, what we are saying tonight is not to condemn you, my brother, my sister. It's just to emphasize that in order not to suffer as with unbelievers, because of the wrath of God, is real. Just like salvation is real. Uh, but I, I, I don't want to God anger to come upon me in any shape or form. I want to remain under his law. But what I think, what I do, what I say, can align me with the punishment that is meted out to the sons of disobedience. Even though I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So, grace is not a license to be unruly and to do anything. Oh, at least we are under grace. Mm. No. Because Paul made it clear, shall we continue in rebellion, in sin, and grace multiplies? He said, God forbid. Mm. In the wilderness, God drew the line. And from the age of 20 and above, their carcasses fell in the wilderness. The question is, has God changed? He tolerated them. They've been saying the same thing for over 400 years. It, for 40 years in the world, it, it, God, but he said this 10 times. You have said this thing too much. I can't keep bending the rules and the laws. What you have said is what you will get. And he withdrew his hand. Just like he did for Judas. What is in your heart? Go and do it. And Satan entered. We too, the more we keep on adding ourselves to the truth of the world, we are aligning ourselves for Satan to enter and we enter into a place of darkness and confusion. We always say, why are things not working for me? And it's not the witch in the village. It's not the devil. It's me that opened the door for him to have his free way. God will help us. Now, I think from verse 22, we begin to see the consequences the consequences mm. of their choice. Now, some, somebody told us in one of our ministers that minister, uh, he said, nobody lives by their choices. We live by the consequences of, of our, our choices. choices. Mm. I never forget what that man of God said. He said, we don't live by choices, but every day we make choices. Mm. 
but we live by the consequences of our. So these people were primarily is talking about unbelievers. This letter, and it was trying to use that to encourage believers that we should not, they should not join them, they should assess their own life and make sure they are in total compliance with the truth of the gospel. They should not be ashamed of it because that's what takes them from rightness uh, will enhance their righteousness with God. And their faith becomes more effective from faith to faith. Uh, so in verse 22, it's amazing to me that the first thing the Bible talks about as a consequence of refusing or rejecting to acknowledge God as God or giving him his rightful place in our lives is what? Foolishness. That's the first thing spoken there. So, what is foolishness by Bible definition? Is this somebody that just make useless jokes around? Or somebody that has no accomplishment? The Bible defines foolishness for us. And uh, there is a scripture that says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. So that's where I start. Because all the other things are built upon that. When we make a choice to disregard God and say God is, is, uh, is not, a, is not a, a factor in my life, we enter into a place of personal deception and the Bible calls us foolish. He said professing to be wise. To them is wisdom, but to God is foolishness. They have entered into foolery, like Daddy will say. <laughs> they entered into foolery. And what does fools? The starting point is there's no God. I am my own God. I can do anything I like. And every other thing begins to show up. So, um, so foolishness is one of the first things that was mentioned. But look at the other one too. Uh, they change. Uh, I want the NIV. Uh, verse 20. Verse 23, because they became foolish in their thinking, they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds, animals, and reptiles. We are not that group of people. We, are, we have received Jesus as our Lord. But in what area am I when I set myself against the revelation of the truth of God's word, and I step into making exchange the glory of God for sickness, mm. and say it's my cause, it's my, it's my lot in life, mm. or what am I begin to walk to, 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 to uh, the Bible said the fear of man is, uh, is, is, is foolishness, is a trap. I begin to look to man as my, my, my source. And because of that, what I'm supposed to say, I don't say it. Because I don't want somebody to be angry with me. That is changing the, Im the image of God to human beings. Making that, putting that person in the place of God in my life. And like our mother, prophetess, told us, God, should, God doesn't have a number. He can't be number one. It's not number two. Should not be numbered. God should not be numbered. He must stand by himself. God must be God. There is a place in our heart that must be for God. Other things can take number. Your marriage, your children, your service to God. But it's either you acknowledge him and you are submitted to him or you are not. So they exchange the glory of the immortal God 
to images made to look like mortal human beings and birds, animals, reptiles. So this is directly actually talking to to people who make uh, idols. Idols. You know. Mm. Yeah. Images. Images. And uh, a lot of Christians have images too. Mm. We have idols. How many people have said, my mama told me. Mm. I remember, was it uh, Brother Jerry that was, Jerry Saber that was talking, that I think he said it was him that was saying, he was correcting somebody on the word of God and the person said, but a, that song, a musician sang a song and he said, but that song said something different. Mm. Putting a song that somebody that you don't know their state of mind <laughs> said above the word of God. Mm. That is exchanging the image of God, the glory of God for mere mortals. Mm. Mm. Every time we refuse to acknowledge the word of God or the person of God as the sovereign, as the final one in our life, then we are making an exchange. So we may not be bowing down to idols. We may not be pouring oil on them. But every time we know that the Bible said this, but my mom, my, my mama said to me, this is, you know, years ago that you know, that is the couple that will have issue, that the man said, my daddy told me, if I have issue with my wife, I must not eat her food. And I said, Really? Is that what the Bible says? He said, no. But my daddy told me. And he's older than you. Mm-hmm. In other words, to him, what his daddy said is carries more weight than the word of God. Mm. So, we need to see ourselves here. Even though we are not worshipping all these uh, so-called gods. But in what area of my life am I bowing down? Some is money. Oh, brother, we didn't see you in church. Uh, uh, I got to pay my bills. I'm in Canada to make money. So God is not a factor in that person's life. Let's look at the next one. So what do we see there? Uh, uh, verse 24. Therefore, because they, they, they wouldn't yield to him, they wouldn't listen to him. A man asked me sometimes ago, he said... Uh, what happens if the Holy Spirit keeps correcting you and you don't yield? He said, what happened? What will happen? And uh, I think it was in healing school. I said, well, the Holy Spirit will stop correcting you. You have hardened your heart. He has said, so why keep talking? It's not a radio station. So it will just be quiet and be looking at you. Uh, so, And then Paul spoke about that. He said, they have seared their conscience. And he told us the end result. said, they, they, have, they make shipwreck of their faith. Faith will stop working. Amen. Mm. <coughs> Verse 24. He said, God gave them over. The way I read this is like God handed them over in the sinful desires of their heart to sexual impurity or the degrading of their bodies with one another. This is a big one. Uh, the message translation says, so God said, in effect, if that's what you want, uh-huh. that's what you get. Yep. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, yep. smeared with filth, filthy inside and outside. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, God was just like, I mean, I, I don't think that God handed them 
are over. But God was yeah, like, you know what? Well, you make your choice. You live with the consequences, consequences. of your choice. If we can, I mean, that's a big one that we 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 as Christians must be consciously meditating and looking mm -hmm. at every day. I, I, I was teaching a class not too long ago, and I was telling the people there that every one of us, we're talking about goal setting. Every one of us makes a goal. Mm -hmm. you, may not, you may not consciously make a goal, but if you decide in a day that I'm not getting out of bed, I'm just going to take the remote and watch TV all day, yeah. that's a goal. Yep. If you decide that I'm getting out of the house, I'm going to follow that business. I'm going to go and submit my resume at that place. That is a goal. So we all make goals every day. But the consequences is what we don't yeah. expect. Yeah. You see, if I lay down in the bed all day, watch TV all day, money is not going to yep. tumble to my house. Yep. And that is the consequences of And when of poverty me. comes, you say, ah, why me? <laughs> well, you chose poverty. And when you tell people you chose poverty, they say, no, no, no I no, didn't. No, no, no. I didn't. Yeah. I want to be rich. But it's what are the goals? What are the choices? Mm -hmm. It's a consequence of what we do. Uh, and I believe that that's something that we can hold on to. Anything we want to do, what will be the consequence? Yeah. What will be the consequence? Even this food that I'm eating, yeah. the rice that I'm eating, the whatever, the hamburger that I'm eating, what will be the consequence? Consequence of continuously eating this. Uh, Where is it going to land me? Yes. What is the consequence? If I wake up in the morning and I pick up my Bible and I read, what is the consequence of it? Am I going to grow spiritually? Would I get directions from the word of God? So every action that we take yeah. has a consequence. And, and I we... think as people that are progressively growing mm. as Christians, we must think about the consequences of our choices. Amen. So, uh, now, how do we put this? <laughs> Look at what, where you are today. They are based on the choices you made yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where you are today whether spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, relationship-wise, is based on choices you made yesterday. So if you don't like where you are today, then you got to make other choices today. It's not good enough to just pray about them or to wish, how oh, I wish I am in a penthouse. To get to a penthouse tomorrow, there are things you got to do today. And so, like you have said, if purpose is not known, abuse, abuse becomes abuse. inevitable. Every day that you hope that God gives you life, look what is what am I going to spend today on? What are the goals? What is the vision of God for my life? What are the because vision are uh, Thrives on goals. Your vision may be to become uh, a Fortune 500 CEO. That's a vision. How are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. There are goals that will require step by step. I know you did a teaching on that. Things you have to do consistently on daily basis mm -hmm. that will take you there. 
you have to be consistent, deliberate, and intentional in doing those things. Mm -hmm. If you don't do them, that vision becomes an illusion. Mm -hmm. Nobody arrives at success by accident. Yes. <laughs> Nobody becomes successful by accident. Yes. Everyone that has made a success of their life, they were intentional, purposeful, and focused. Uh, and, and look at it there. It says it wasn't long before uh -huh. they were living in yeah. a pig pen. Uh -huh. So it was their daily habits. They didn't de want to live in a pig pen. Mm -mm. That's not the goal they set. But because of the fact that they set, the goal that they set was not to live in a pig yeah. pen, but the, cho the, the choices that they made, the actions that mm. they That's they where do, I don't handle. Led them there. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, and, and when, like you were talking about success and all that, it doesn't happen in a day. No. It happens as a consequence of our daily habits. Yeah. So if we pick the habit of somebody that wants to end up in a pig pen or someone that wants to end up in a filthy house, if our daily habits are like that, like you said, if I pick up the remote every day, once in a while is fine, yeah. you know, but once I begin to you know, establish the habit of this is what I'm going to be doing every time. Then I end up where, where I don't desire to end up. It's not the bed, the fault of my bed. It's not the bed. I, it's not the, the TV. It's the decisions that I make made. daily. And you we know? got to hone up to that, that I made a bad choice. <clears throat> and to change it, I have to. You don't replace a choice or habit with thinking. You make another choice. Mm -hmm. You create another habit. And that is the way to do it. Ah. So, one of the things that was mentioned uh, because of time, let's look at um, verse 25. Uh, it said, would exchange the truth of God for the lie, for the deception, and the worship and serve the creator. Uh, no, no, this is, uh, I want the NIV. I'm on the New King James Version. Uh, it said, they exchange the truth about God. For a lie. And they worship and serve created things. That could be anybody. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Rather than the creator who is forever praised. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Like we said, God permitted them a hands off mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. protecting the enemy too. They made that choice. And like the uh, uh, message Bible says, they want that. Get it. Yeah, because some people use this verse and say, that's how God created mm. me. God gave me that's over. That's God's intention. Yes, I, I, I'm supposed to be gay or, or a lesbian. Mm. No, it's no, not. They exchange it. They, they are the ones that did it. And while they are making that choice, God will keep telling them, sending people. They come to church, they hear it, but they harden their heart because of what somebody else said. So, it's whose word are you receiving? Because of this, God gave them over to shameful loss. Even women exchange natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Why? Because people, because everybody is doing something. Yes. Doesn't mean, doesn't make it right. Because majority are thinking along a particular line, doesn't make that thinking right. Especially you don't validate and act. Uh, make it, uh, because of a popularity, make something the truth. Especially now that we are in a generation that uh, includes everything. We have to be inclusive. Yeah. You know, we have to accept behaviors. 
But nothing can trump the word of yeah. God. No matter how it's painted or how it's uh, covered, the word of God cannot be changed. Amen. Amen. And the Bible, Romans chapter 1 is in the Bible. <laughs> Whether we like it or not. Verse 27, in the same way, men also abandon natural relations with women. They were inflamed with lust for one another. Hmm. So the, 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 the notion that God made me that way doesn't fly with the Bible. Except if we have a different Bible. I don't know if they have. But the Bible that I said is a consequence of their rejecting God, rejecting the truth of God. And that's why God said, okay, that's what you want. Go and be ahead. And then they enter into this depraved uh, mindset. And tell, verse 28, furthermore, just as they did not think it, they did not, it didn't say God made them that way. They did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God through the word of God. God permitted them, hand them over to a depraved mind. So even not even only about, you know, because I know that many of us, <laughs> especially as Christians now that are growing, we would not want to go to the extent of what verses 25 and 26 are saying. But there are some areas of our lives yeah. too that we refuse to retain the knowledge of God. Yeah. Verse 29 begins to highlight those. And we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. I saw myself in some of these. Okay. So every kind of wickedness, uh -huh. greed, evil, depravity, envy, envy, murder, order, strife, deceit, deceit and malice. malice. Gossip. Slanderous. <laughs> God haters. Insolent. Arrogant and, and boastful. boastful. Hmm. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents, hmm. natural and biological. Hmm. They have no understanding, no fidelity, hmm. no love, no, no mercy. mercy. That's a terrible state to be. Hmm. Although they know God's righteous decree. So this is not, we cannot exclude the church from this. Mm. I have seen some of these in the church of Jesus Christ. Mm. I've seen some people display this behavior mm. Mm. with arrogance, mm. greed, mm. chicken eat chicken attitude. I guess we just have to look and pick whichever one belongs because so, me. I saw myself. <laughs> We just look and pick, okay, so this is really not about being gay or yeah, being lesbian. No. Mother, there, are, yeah, there are some things that I am also doing that is making me to not retain the knowledge of yeah. God. Yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the word of God says, forgive. Mm -hmm. I said I won't forgive, then strive. Mm. And these things, they flow together. Now, Jesus told us, a demon is cast out. It will go around. The time is almost there. Uh, it will bring several more deadly demons. Mm. Each one of these has the ability to incorporate others into one's life. Yes. You see somebody that's always given to strife. You will see that they gossip. Mm -hmm. You will see that they are full of envy. Mm. They work together. They network. Well, it's, it's, it's natural. The moment you allow a little bit of darkness inside yeah. of you, yeah. it spreads. Yeah. You know, because you begin to see that it will be you the other things will be attracted mm -hmm. into the darkness and, and the light of god you won't allow it to shine anymore mm -hmm. I, I i hope that we have been yep. able to pick one or two things that you know that that we need to work on tonight mm -hmm. may god help us Amen. in the name of jesus Amen. i think that we should all go back and read this chapter 
and meditate on it from verse 1 because it's really important, especially the last part, because the word of God, like I said in the beginning, is the change agent. And as Christians, the purpose that we are still here is so that we can develop, to get more matured, so that when Jesus Christ comes, he comes for a glorious church, a church that is fully matured. To, to be with him. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And you pray for us. Yes, sir. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you. Amen. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for opening our eyes to what you desire for us to learn tonight. Oh. Lord, we pray that as we even open our hearts to know you better, to understand what you have, you know, what you want from us, what you want for us. Father, you will help us to walk this walk with you, to, to, to be able to do what you want us to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. We receive the grace yes, to keep going. Yes, we receive the grace yes, to continue Lord. to mature in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week.